0: Come gather ye friends round your flickering campfires and listen to tales of daring, horror and high adventure from the worn pages of history. We are the Silly History
1: Boys, so called because we like history. And were once boys,
2: quite a long time ago.
0: But this is... The
1: Silly Silly History
2: History Boys Show. Show! That was an... Oddly generic intro. Ugh, does that mean a long and violent Uncle Bob Bob episode is incoming? That's all to come, Uncle Bilbo.
0: My Boar War script is going to be... Hilarious. Oh, dear. Not really. This week, we'll be doing the traditional primary school tale of...
1: A man-eating beast in Victorian London.
0: The year is 1857. The place is Ratcliffe High Street in the east end of London. Across
1: the dark cobbles, through the swirling fog, totters Cockney flower girl, Lizzie Furmore.
3: God blimey, what a pea-super! I must get indoors before I get murdered!
2: Good evening, miss. A raw night to be out alone.
3: No, half-guff! Here! Is you a doctor then? Doing your rounds? you doctoring rounds? Looking up on all your patients, is it?
2: Indeed, madam. I am a doctor. Or possibly an abattoir worker. I may even be Queen Victoria's personal physician, covering the tracks of her lascivious relatives.
3: Oh, right. You uh, are bit dodgy then.
2: Oh, no, not me. Won't you step closer, madam? You can trust me. I'm a doctor. Or at least someone with a working knowledge of anatomy. <laughs> I'm not Jack the... Hang on. What is that?
3: This, this, a like it's a flippin' tiger!
2: Don't be ridiculous. A tiger in Victorian London, that's silly. Have you ever heard of such a thing, miss? <sighs> miss? You foolish wolf. You can't outrun
1: a tiger! I see! Oh, oh niggas.
0: It sounds like a case for the Silly History Investigation Squad. Cue titles! Silly History Investigation Squad, Department D.D.
2: From the case notes of Detective Inspector Bilbo, London Docklands Police, June 1857. An unusual case has broken the usual cycle of fishing dead poor people out of the Thames. Rancid Lizzie Furmore, who describes herself as a niche-interest flower girl, claims to have witnessed... You were a dirty, great
3: Bengal tiger guff! I saw her with my own peepers I did! Yeah, And it ate one of them awful Jack the Ripper tour right in front of me! Calm yourself,
1: you hysterical stereotype! Jack the Ripper is in 1889, this is 1857, so stop wasting police time
2: with historical inaccuracies! Shall I get the taser, Gov? That won't be necessary, Sergeant Perbear. Madam, I believe you. The Port of London in 1857 is perhaps the greatest port city in the world. Sailors pass through from all over the globe and many of them bring exotic creatures. A cruel practice, sir. We kindly
1: Brits of the utmost regard for animals. Why, only this month we put our
2: Nan in the workhouse so we could use her room for terrapins. Shush now. For decades, these sailors have sold these exotic animals to wealthy collectors, to one place above all others.
3: Oh, I know, sir. It's London Zoo, isn't it?
2: No, madam. London Zoological Gardens opened to the public in 1847, plus the zoo is six miles across the city in Regent's Park. Too great a distance for an escaped tiger to move unnoticed.
1: Well, it would have to get the DLR and change of banks, sir. I ain't never seen a tiger on
2: the tube. Here, here, is you the plod? Well, this is a police station. A police station with no locks, apparently. Damn government cuts. What is your business here, you filthy cockney?
3: Oh, it's to register a complaint! A
0: man eating tiger has just eaten my boy! A tiger again?
2: Are you knocking on strange, gov? Another tiger sighting. That's two tiger sightings in the past 24 hours. Double the amount of tiger sightings than a usual week. Sergeant Pearbear, the game is afoot. To Jamrak's Animal Emporium. <laughs> ho, ho, ho,
0: ho, ho. Who's a pretty little boy then, eh? Who's a hissy little pretty boy? Does the bar want a cracker? Eh? Eh, do you want a frozen dead rat, you hissy little girl? <laughs> ah. Good afternoon. Ah, oh, good morning, Frau Line Sheila. Welcome to Jamratch's Animal Emporium, the very place for all your exotic animal needs. I am here Jamratch, the owner and proprietor. How are you?
3: That's a very exotic accent, to be sure, Mr. Jamrat. Ah, fair
0: dinker, missus, you've noticed. That's right. I am actually originally from Hamburg in Germany. That's right. Took over my father's business of flogging daft animals to posho's in 1837. So, tell me, are you after anything in particular?
3: I am certainly not in need of any exposition. Now, my good man, it is my son's birthday.
0: Oh, bless him, the little tyke. A young naturalist, is he? Children do so love animals, madam, in my experience. He's
3: 40 and an MP. What animals do you have that are docile and around waist height?
0: Well then, if I can do you next display giraffe for £40, that's about £8,000 in today's money. Zebras I can do you for £100 apiece, but they do kick. I've got a dozen Bactrian camels on order, though I can't do them for less than £20 apiece. And also, they spit.
3: Hmm, actual brails, I think.
0: That's all right. Take your ease, madam. Have a little shifty, if you don't mind. Hey, listen, I won't follow you around with an iPad like they do in pets at home. Ask you a hundred questions if you want to buy a goldfish.
3: Thank you, Mr. Jamratch. That will be all.
0: Righto, missus. Just you be careful once you get round the back there. There's a damaged crate, you see. It's been hastily nailed shut. And if you do happen to hear growling and razor-sharp claws scraping on the inside of the crate that it's... Just the stick insects, alright? Hello, 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 what's all this then? Crossed on a bike, it's the fence I'm done for! I mean good afternoon officers, how may I help you? Looking for a replacement for the docile station cat, eh? Well, can I interest you in a leopard? Very good quality, recently imported only ridden once. 20 pounds to local law enforcement. Please, may we, sir?
1: Mrs. Nibbles is ever so dull compared to a leopard. Sergeant Pepper, you
2: begged me to get a cat for the station, but guess who ended up cleaning her litter tray?
1: Oh, please, sir.
2: A leopard's different. I could get it to drink tea out of the saucer, and I could ride it to crimes. We are not getting a police leopard. It is not fair on us, and it's not fair on a leopard. So unfair. Ah, oh, I wish I was in the city police. but they were the leopards. Mrs. Jamrak, we have no need of leopards, but have you a tiger? Ah, uh, tiger, sir! Ah, uh, well, uh,
0: no, 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 never! Tigers are altogether different. They're—they're well, they're more than twice the size of a leopard. Much stronger. Very expensive to keep. You know, wouldn't really be worth it. You know, to, for for a tiger to to be worth selling, you know. You've you've gotta you've gotta charge at least three hundred pounds. That's that's twenty-six thousand pounds in twenty twenty-three, money just wouldn't be worth the while.
3: Mr. Jamratch, what's in this big crate?
0: I told you, madam, Stick in six, stickin' six thousands of assorted stick in six.
3: My son asked me to provoke the animals with this sausage to see if they are tame enough. Do you mind if I No! <laughs> It ain't the sausage. Sir, those stick insects are
0: dangerous. I bid you good day. That's not
1: what it looks like. Well, it looks like you nicked my pedigree chum. Your stick insect ate a boy on Ratcliffe Highway. I beg your
0: pudding, that's not what happened at all. Well then, you'd better explain, Mr. Jamrak. Mr. Jamrach explained
2: how it had been an ordinary morning importing tigers into Victorian London. Every precaution had been taken.
0: Right, boys, this is a delicate operation so pay attention, all right? We've got four leopards and a tiger to get from the dock to my warehouse and then to the shop. Now, first things first, has anyone got any meat in their pockets?
2: Oh, whoopsie,
0: I have. And me. It's
2: just a couple of chops, like?
0: No! No, pocket meat! Come on, boys, we've discussed this before. Tigers, big, dangerous beasties. Which is why we're going to place its transport crate with the bars facing Tony. Take off your gazelle hat. I cannot begin to explain how stupid and inappropriate that is. Sorry,
2: sir. We're
0: going to place the transport crate with the bars facing up against the wall. That way we can give our attention to the leopards. Any questions? Can we stroke the tiger? No, you can't strike a tiger as a wall, animal! Let's get going, eh?
2: The tiger crate was pushed, bars first, up against the wall. But no one had realised just how strong tigers are. According to a customary Bilbo Google, a Royal Bengal tiger is about 47 stone, or 300 kilograms of solid muscle. That doesn't... that seems... that seems very heavy. Give me a second. 260. I think that's a bit much. But no one had realised just how strong tigers are. A Royal Bengal tiger is around 47 stone or 300 kilograms of solid muscle. At the very top. The strength of its bite is roughly 1,000 pounds of pressure per square inch. They're strong, listener. They're really, really strong. They're definitely stronger than a wooden crate. Bored of looking at the wall, the tiger decides to kick its way out of the solid back of the crate.
1: Oh, and schnauzer Oh, it's not a schnauzer, it's a tiger! Run! Ah. Ooh. Ooh. Ah.
2: The workman wisely led it as a tiger casually padded through the gate and onto the high street. It's first time
1: in London, the tiger looks left and right, undecided as whether to take in the traditional sights
2: of Buckingham Palace and Harry Potter World or to go off the beaten track to Mile End or Brixton and take in the alternative scene. Overwhelmed by the options and
1: distracted by the terrified screams, the tiger sets off down Ratcliffe High Street. (coughs) Oh, Lummi, that's a big pussycat. That's no cat, you
0: onion, tiger, tiger burning bright on the ice street, run like, quickly, run quickly, quickly, oh. ah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Cockneys scatter in all directions, all except for a small boy. Hello, pushy
3: cat, here, let's give you a little tickle under your chin, Hir. Oh,
2: The tiger seizes the boy in his jaws and runs off down the high street. At the very moment that the pursuing Jamrak and his workies hove round the corner.
1: Oh no, sir. He's eating a child. (laughs) Have we got insurance?
0: Oi, tiger! Go and get some proper breakfast, you stripy bogan!
2: Jamrak bravely shoves his arm into the tiger's mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drop it! Drop it, I say! These Victorian children are full
2: of diseases! But the jet lag tiger will not let the boy go.
1: <laughs> Must pry open jaws! Calf! You pushy cakes go,
3: you fool temper!
1: This is why you don't stroke animals you don't know! <laughs>
3: Open <laughs> Ow! 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 Ow my head! Ow
2: my head! Okay, oh dear. looks like that tiger geyser is killing the governor. Oh,
1: back to the job centre for us then.
2: Wait, if the tiger kills the boss, we might have to get him to the job! My knees are too soft for a chili sweet. My
1: knees are too soft to be a flower girl.
2: Coming, sir!
0: Jamrach's heroic workmen pile into
2: the tiger to rescue their employer. They seize its great shaggy body and try wrestling it to the cobbles. The tiger bucks, buffets, and lashes out a paw. It's not looking good.
0: To one heroic and resourceful Londoner,
2: i got an idea. Take this. Hits the tiger on the head with a spade. Stunned, the tiger opens its mouth and drops the boy, and then staggers unsteadily back to Jamrak's warehouse, where it returns to its broken crate. Well done boys, took you long enough. It looked like you had it under control. Didn't want to cramp your style boss.
0: Well, 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 all's well that ends well I suppose.
1: I've got a tooth mark in the back of my neck, I'm gonna sue you sideways you Aussie brute.
0: And that, gentlemen, is what really happened. Whoa! Really? Yeah, really, uh, proving that sometimes the truth is indeed sillier than
2: fiction. A most fascinating tale, sir. And this is indeed an incredible establishment. Look at all these creatures, sir. Parrots and exotic beetles and
1: all
0: kinds of butterflies. Yeah, careful of that one, Sergeant. It lays eggs in your brain.
2: Oh, cripes! Well, all these exotic animals, which would be against the law to keep without a license in 2023, all seem to be in order. If the case comes to trial, Mr. Jamrak, we will speak to your character. It was very brave of you to risk your own life to save that boy. Yeah, we'd never risk our neck for anyone poor. We shall be off, Sergeant. Good luck in the trial, Mr. Jamrak.
1: Very good, sir. (laughs) Here, look what I lifted. He's a cute little
2: hamster. That's not a hamster, Sergeant. It's a butterfly that lays eggs in your brain. Uh-oh. Ow, my brain!
1: Oh, sir, I,
2: I feel funny. Stop buffeting against that shop window, you silly policeman, you. The case of the tiger on the high streets was indeed brought to trial.
0: I demand damages for the mental and tiger-related trauma suffered by my boy. I can't even look at stripes no more, Your Honour. It sets him off, Your Honour. He can't even wear his pyjamas no more. Ah! Stripe!
1: Order! Order, I say. Now then, Mr Jamwretch,
0: what do you have to say for yourself? Sir, I very much regret the tiger's attempt to ingest the boy. I did offer the boy's father 50 pounds as compensation for damages, but he still pursued the action here. With his blame, there's a claim. Order! Now, this may be
1: an interesting and unique case, but I remind the jury that it's almost lunchtime. Therefore, the court moves that Mr. Jamratch pay the claimant three hundred pines. Oh, that's <gasps> twenty-five grand in history, money! Two hundred and sixty of which will go towards the lawyer's costs. Ow! Oh. Case dismissed. Right, time for a frothy coffee.
2: Oh, three hundred quid? That's a fair wage for Mr. Jamrack, it, sir? Don't worry, Sergeant. Mr. Jamrack uses the publicity from the case to sell the tiger for three hundred pounds exactly, covering his costs and bringing even more customers to Jamrack's animal emporium.
1: That's well, all right, then, isn't it, sir?
2: Yes, Sergeant, unless you consider catching wild animals and selling them to be wrong. Which reminds me, how are you after that brain moth? Oh, fine, sir. Never better. Do you know what? I'm, I'm... I'm just going to go and
1: have a look. Have a look at that oil lamp, because it's ever so pretty. Sergeant, now. Semi-History Investigation
0: Squad, Department dj And so, while Di Bilbo beats off the flames, we must leave this fictional section of a real trial. Another job well done for the Silly History Investigation Squad. And another job
1: well done by us. I've not heard that story before. Back slaps all
2: round. Good Good boy. Good Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Slaps all round. It's true though, isn't it? You've not heavily bob-bobbed it like you're inclined to do. From the moment that
0: the tiger escapes, to the boy, to Jamrach and to his men effecting a rescue... All of it is true. There is even a statue of the boy and the tiger at the tobacco dock in London. I learned all of this doing a foreigner for the London
2: Docklands Museum. You've been working for other history people. You're lucky Tombo's not here. I'm not. I've had to edit around him. I only did it for money. Oh, on behalf of Tombo, I shall have to correct you, Uncle Bob Bob. Bring me... The Encourager.
0: Oh no! Can I also say that I got a lot of very fine information from the excellent East End History website www.east-end.co.uk You've been cheating on Wikipedia! Who
1: even
2: are you? I don't know anymore, but we are... The
1: Silly History Boy Show!
2: And for all the mauling, brawling and cockney-balling, we are, as always,
3: sorry. SORRY!
2: Episode 70, Cockneys vs. Tiger, was written, performed, and sillied by the silly history boys. The parts of niche flower girl Lizzie Furmore, Jamrak of Jamrak's Animal Emporium, and various Cockneys were sent forth into the Victorian night by Rob, Uncle Bob Bob Bond, the parts of Sergeant Pear Bear. Various idiots, the Urchin Boy, and the Judge, were stolen away in the fog by Stu the Pear Bear Perry. The parts of Slimy Jack the Ripper tour guide, D.I. Bilbo, and various idiots was dragged, bloated, and wet out of the doors by Will Uncle Bilbo Tristram. Big thanks to Agatha Lind for lending her voice as Lady F and introducing as the Tiger a three way horrible mashup of Uncle Bob Bob. Uncle Bilbo and Big Jaggy T. Big thanks to Zapsplat for sound effects and music. Extra music by Aaron Kenny and his track Dark Alley Deals. Please do check us out on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. Please do rate and review on your chosen podcast platform. A big sorry from Tom Tombo for today as he's too busy staying up late nights. I don't know, I think he's partying hard or something. Thank you, everybody. We'll check you out next time. Bye.
0: Sorry, Anchor Bill, but I'm sort of working my way into this one a little bit. Sorry. Which, barn the question... If you are an aquarium keeper, why do pets at home sell goldfishes? Which you can't you can have one goldfish in, I don't know, a 60 litre aquarium. Why on earth would you sell goldfishes? Who's gonna buy an aquarium larger than sixty litres? That's a that's a significant I'm looking at a sixty-litre aquarium now, I can tell you it's a significant investment. Oh, please let me be in the credits. Please